Get inspired every Monday and Friday right here on your favorite inspirational show, Morning Inspirational Radio Show, hosted by Dow Tone, the producer. Bring in that gospel flavor, old school, new school, holy hip-hop, and don't forget about that Friday praise break. Get inspired through encouraging words, special guests, and the inspirational moment where you, the listener, get a chance to be on air. So tune in Monday and Friday, 9 a.m., 10 o'clock Eastern, Morning Inspirational Radio Show. Log on to Morning Inspirational Radio Show. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. What's up? It's your boy Usher. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce. It's boy Chris Brown right here. Playing nothing but the best. It's the KOP Aftermath. Right here, so keep it locked. Download now from your app store. Right back at you, it's the Kid 50 Cent. This is your boy, Weezy Everbaby. Yo, what it does, this your homie, Rick Ross. This is your boy, Gucci Man LaFleur. You're in the mix where? This is the KOP Avenue. Right here, so keep it locked. It's the KOP What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce. What's up, y'all? This is Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today, ladies and gentlemen. This is, of course, KLP Aftermath, Season 4. Yes, we are on Season 4. I'm excited, guys, simply because you guys made our season blossom, right? This is the next uh, season, the next thing we've got going out. I am super excited because this is not only season four, but you know we're we're dabbling into the fall time. We're at the Huey Lee Recording uh, Room over at Oxford College of Emory University. I got to thank everyone who's been staying tuned. Of course, we've got Instagram, we've got the recording, we've got uh, live. Uh, TikTok and Bego and Facebook live as well. Sorry for all my live.me people, my fan base over there. I'm so sorry because I actually, when I was in the studio, I forgot that the, because we, we stream things on our phones and I forgot to charge my phones for today's show. So I apologize for my live.me people. So, um, but we still have got it on other streaming uh, platforms as well. And of course, we've got the Canon G7X in the studio as well. So, of course, we're going to edit and do like an on demand kind of thing. But I like to do these live streams, too, because uh, you guys love the live streams. You guys love it when we go on and go live. And it's, you know, it's right here. Uh, whether if you're a student here at Emory University getting ready for your next uh, class, which I kind of doubt it right because it's monday you know the sophomores are moving back in and everyone's kind of getting ready uh classes officially start for us on wednesday so um for all the college kids who are getting ready for the semester and you need something to watch you can just uh tune in on the the radio stations or of course emory radio of course emory 94.6 radio stations official instagram that's emory radio one uh follow us over there on instagram for sure let me tell you this season season four Okay, let me backtrack, T. Of course, we've got T in the building. Let me let me backtrack, because I remember season one, the very first episode was here. 
not in the Quayley. The Quayley recording room didn't get built yet, but uh, starting here at Oxford College, you know, it was a special collections room, the first episode, and or, or first uh, the first official episode, may, may I say. And, uh, you know, we just had the we had our own equipment. We didn't, you know, the sound was okay, right? It wasn't the best sound, but it was okay. And, you know, it was, it, that was it. Now, four seasons later, now we're in season four and we've got the, the mixer. We got the music playing in the background. We got the microphones. We've got the streaming stuff. Of course, I had a new thing to my stream here on Instagram. There's, uh, we had uh, Orientation Friday and the uh, shout out to the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life. They had these little selfie lights. I got one. I said, yeah, this is going to be good for the stream. It's just extra lighting uh, for uh, the show. So they're very excited for season four. And as always, we set this on this past Saturday's talk show, right? Go check that out. That's KLP in the morning live from the Robert Wolfdruff SPS. That is Emory University's Atlanta campus. We did a production show there. So excited. We're waiting and we're coming back next this coming Saturday for another episode, by the way. But I got to say, if you guys are a uh, Oxford College of Emory University RSO student run organization and you want to hop on the podcast you want to talk about what you got going on for the semester all you got to do is send us a dm over at instagram that's emory radio one all one word or you can send me an email that's klpatt2 at emory.edu of course i do read my emails my work emails and you know if your email comes up comes up we're going to get you guys on the show because we're, we want to blow the show up right we want to make it big we want it we want to share our show to the m university universe my i say so again i'm excited very very excited now let's get on to the topics of conversation klp aftermath season four guys i do have my must watch list today and i have two i had to find two t i had to find two for this special occasion of course we've got um people tuning in of course we've got gwinnett underscore one and maggie.starbound studios has joined so i'm gonna wave at you i think maggie.starbound studios did heart our stream so thank you so much for that so let's get on to it guys our, our must watch list if we will i'm excited for that because we've got two now, over the weekend, not only I was doing the show, of course, I was hitting the gym. You guys can follow us again, Instagram, Emory Radio 1, or my personal Instagram, that's Kennedy Lucas KLP, because I did uh, uh, show you guys how I lift. <laughs> Shout out to Ox Lifts, by the way. So, we've got two guys. The first one is She-Hulk. Marvel Studios' next TV series on Disney Plus, She-Hulk, premiered last Thursday, and I finally had a chance to go watch it. Of course, it was a very interesting show. Marvel has it to where it's quite exciting for them. It's really, really excited. It's exciting that Marvel has shows like She-Hulk to come out, and you're seeing newer versions of the Marvel characters, right? I'm quite excited for this next wave, this next universe. They're, they're, we're calling it the multi multiverse saga is what we're calling it for this time around and of course we've got shows like she-hulk of course she-hulk is a great fantastic show of course the next era of things here as i get the uh cast list here pulled up for you guys um she-hulk attorney at law is a disney uh show here uh tatiana Miles Ray will be playing uh, Jennifer. Uh, I want to say is it Jennifer Walter? Uh, I'm trying to get that character out there. Jennifer, I think it's Walters. Of course, it's not. 
my screen is a little bit too small but of course she's she's next right she's coming up next of course you've got her you've got mark Refflio will be playing bruce banner as of course he has to be in this series guys i'm very interested to see how they're going to bring those two characters back into the cinematic type and i i'm guessing you guys can say that i mean the the uh, marvel shows are kind of the cin- cinematic universe kind of but you know you have the series and then you have the movies that you got to go to theaters to see so I'm very excited for that because, you know, this is the next wave, guys. This is the next thing. Of course, you have uh, Jennifer. Uh, I want to say it's Walters. Again, I'm trying to get this name up here. We're going to get the, game, the name up here. Tatiana Mazalani. I, actually, I butchered the last name. I'm sorry. Of course, that character, she's experiencing some things. Of course, her and Bruce Banner are on the road trip, right? They're cousins. And there was this, this spaceship that comes down, of course, maybe coming from Guardians of the Galaxy era. Who knows? Of course, the ship goes down. Of course, they're in a car accident and, you know, Bruce Banner is bleeding. And then some of the blood goes inside of uh, goes inside of Jennifer. And now she becomes the Hulk. Right. She's experiencing that she is now becoming the Hulk. And this the first episode was so funny because Tatiana Mazzolani, she brings a comedic side of this character, right? We've had it to where Marvel characters sometimes are a little bit serious when it comes down to their characters. She brings a comedic element into this series, and I'm very excited for for that uh, for sure because I like when Marvel characters are more funny, right? They have a comedic side to their role. And Tatiana Mazzolani, she brings it, guys. She really does bring it. Um, the first episode she's going, they're going outside this island in Mexico and she's getting trained to be the Hulk. And at first she didn't want to be the Hulk, right? She doesn't want to be the Hulk. She doesn't want, she just wants her, her normal life, right? Every Marvel character wants a normal life. Of course, they won't be able to achieve that normal life, right? Um, of course, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo's character brings out a lot of, of Tony Stark and you know, I get, I, I, I just kind of get sad a little bit because you know we all know what happened to Tony Stark in Endgame. There's no secret he dies. Like um, the spoiler's been out for years now. He dies right in in Endgame. So you can really tell that Bruce Banner, the character, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo's portraying that character. You can tell that they're very, I don't know, they're very sad about losing, you know. Tony Stark. So, of course, they kind of reminisce in that for sure. Um, very, very exciting for for that next series to come out for sure. Uh, you have all these characters. Of course, towards the end of it, of course, towards the end of the series, she goes in and, you know, she's representing a client Then some villain comes in and then she turns into the Hulk and now the secret's out. Right? Now she's a superhero. Now she's learning to be that superhero that we all know from She-Hulk. So, uh, that's the review of that. It's only one episode that's available right now. So I'm only reviewing the first episode. That's all we've got. But this Thursday, we're going to be getting another new episode. And I'm going to be following very, very closely when it comes down to uh, She-Hulk. I think it's very uh, a good show. I still got to finish Moon Knight. Guys, I do need to finish that show. There's just so many shows out right now, whether it's on HBO or Disney or Netflix. There's just so many shows, and I just don't. I try. I'm trying to make time, right? I'm trying to make time to watch um, all the shows that's out right now, so I can review them for you guys on the on the podcast. But it's just a lot of shows right now. It's just it's a whole heck of a lot of shows, which I'm excited for because it gives us something to watch for sure. Moving on to our next must watch list, as I said, I do have two. 
And this is the series that came out. It has six episodes right now, T. And, you know, I'm guilty of it because I only watched the first episode. Um, so I'm scrolling through uh, Netflix, right? And, you know, I, I never knew that they did this for Netflix. Of course, you guys don't know. I'm a huge gamer at heart. We've been talking about video games for the longest time. But I'm a huge fan of this. We did get the announcement of the next Tekken game. Uh, there was kind of a, a a teaser, if you will, that came out. So that you know that's coming up very very soon. But there's a there's a Tekken show on Netflix. Came out this year, 2022. Only season one is available right now. It's available for Netflix. And Tekken, right? Tekken has a animated series. It's called Tekken Bloodline. Of course, of course, you've got Jin Kazama who's going out there he's this is a story of young gen right he's 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 young in this series he's not the older gen that we know right but he's young he's he have the first episode he's with his mother and you know he's trying to figure himself out and you know he's a fighter right he he he's lethal weapon he, his hands are or lethal you could his hands could really do some damage to a lot of people right so of course the first episode he's with his his mother and you know like his the the, the demon the ogre that's one of the characters that's from the Tekken series comes out and tries to find uh, Jin and his mother try to kill both of them. Of course, he, the ogre was very uh, unsuccessful, kills the mother, but unsuccessful to kill Jin. Of course, now the, his mother tells Jin to say, hey, you need to go find your grandpa. And we all know that's Hichachi. You need to go find your grandpa. Right. And now that story progresses and then we're going to see more of the characters come out for that. I wanted to talk about the um the animation style of this right because with anime um as you guys know i'm a huge anime lover too I, I watch a lot of anime in my spare time and i really do like the tekken series i really do i like i like the video games right who doesn't but it was very interesting that i saw that this had a a series from netflix because typically netflix anime is just not the same as going to funimation anime right or going to tayo animation right or um uh um the jump uh series or that well that's a company but then that, and that's the company that makes the manga but they're in charge of the anime too netflix when it comes to their anime if netflix is producing it we're leaving to believe that uh i don't know I don't know about this. I don't know how far this is going to go, right? We're, we're, I'm very skeptical when it comes to a anime that's made from Netflix because I've seen anime made from Netflix and it's just like, uh, it's not the same. It's not the same. So I actually enjoyed this one, right? I only watched one episode. I'm guilty, guys, because I, I, we're reviewing. I got a, a whole bunch of other stuff going on. But this is an anime that you can't really pass up like they're trying right i can tell that netflix is really trying the anime style is pretty good the fight style is pretty good um it's very gruesome in this show right there's a lot of of course is the tekken is a fighting video game by the way for most of you guys who didn't know but tekken bloodline the series there's is it's very it's a little harsh some of the scenes are a little harsh one episode uh well the first episode of course when jen was going against he he chachi if i pronounce his name right give me thumbs up and you know they 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 pan away from from the actual fight but you know jen was getting pummeled <laughs> he was getting pummeled 
but we didn't they didn't show that but he was getting beat up by his grand by his granddad so um again it's a good show uh, i check it out guys i would check it out on netflix um it came out past june and i was very interested because it, it just came across my must watch list i'm like oh i didn't even know this came out so very excited i'm really excited for tekken 8 i think that's going to be the next one because we already got tekken 7 so tekken 8 is the newest one that's coming out speaking of what's coming out this week of course shell Purcell's i'm not your sugar mama will be premiering back this wednesday shout out to shell Purcell because we did a long great recording session yesterday at the shell Purcell production studios we have the mics the cameras you guys are going to see it on instagram by the way Shell Purcell, she's coming back. If you guys don't know Shell Purcell, by the way, this is a plug for her for the show. She has a podcast. I'm not your sugar mama. I am the producer uh, for that show. I produce it for her. And it's a great show. It's a very great show. The show's not for everybody, right? This is this is PG 13. This is sometimes it could be rated R, sometimes with PG 13, right? There's a there's some cussing, there's some real stories that go along with that. But check it out, guys. It's available right now. And check Shell Purcell out. She's doing a lot of stuff with country wayne of course you guys know if you and maybe my oxford people may not know country wayne t but country wayne is a comedian actor artist producer executive uh, he does a lot of great skits on youtube and facebook and now shell is a part of that family and i'm excited for her for her journey um but check her out right now because you know she's on the the, the skits there and of course her podcast is coming back this wednesday the video and audio version this Wednesday, and I'm so excited for that for sure. Speaking of another thing that's coming back, and T, I'm about to, I'm about to upset some people right now as I reset that camera. There, I'm about to upset somebody. I am because I'm on my way to the studio here today, the Hui Lee uh, recording studio, Oxford College of Emory University, the home of KLP Aftermath. And I heard that, you know, there was another podcast, Ox Speaks. They do their podcast in here. So maybe they maybe we'll collab one day, maybe. But speaking of another show that's coming back, and I'm a little skeptical, and I'm about to make, I'm about to upset some people. I know I'm about to upset my brother, my big brother, Alex, shout out to him. But I'm about to upset him real quick because I see a poster for our wonderful Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, of course, is football season. Let me tell y'all, I am nervous. The reason why I am nervous, because I saw their training, right? Of course, it was on Fox News. They did a training as we get new people. TK98. And Jessica Donan underscore, thank you for staying tuned. This is KLP Aftermath season four premiere. I'm skeptical about these Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry. Uh, to all the my friends and family that loves the Atlanta Falcons, I'm sorry. I am skeptical simply because I saw the training and the training looked like they didn't really push. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just what Fox Sports News have captured on camera for the new setting. And maybe I just didn't didn't catch it. Maybe I didn't catch it. I, I might have missed it. But for the past couple of years, the Falcons have been, haven't been doing well. They haven't. We're, we're big fans, but they just haven't performed. So I want them to make it. And for the Atlanta Falcons, please prove me wrong. I want to be proven wrong in this because you got it to where 
Atlanta United won championships before. Recently, the Atlanta Braves World Series in 2021. They won the World Series. That was a huge celebration. We podcast about that. Gwinnett Striper, uh, excuse me, Gwinnett Braves. Or, well, it's Stripers, actually. Gwinnett Braves was the old name. Gwinnett Stripers have won some, some championships before in Gwinnett County. I don't know about the Atlanta hockey team. I don't I don't follow hockey. Now it's the Falcons' time, right? Even the Hawks, mate. Uh, the Hawks, they came close to the Final Four. Didn't win it, but they came close. Now it's the Atlanta Falcons' time. Because we, you, you got all these businesses moving here, right? You have it to where um, a, a World Cup series from soccer is coming here to Atlanta. I want to say 2023 or 24. I, I'm blanking out on the name on the year T. But it's coming here. I'm excited for that. So I, I hope that they bring the light. I hope that they bring all the winnings of champions with these Atlanta Falcons. I don't know. I'm skeptical. I hope. But I, I, I doubt it. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot of people. Are, I'm, I'm probably teeing off, pissing off my brother and some of my friends that are Atlanta Falcons people. I, you know. I, you know. Moving on to our Womp Womp session of today. You guys know what we do. We do a se- uh, segment called the Womp Womp segment. And this is uh, segment is uh, brought to you by, of course, Kennedy Lucas Publishing's LLC. All you got to do is go to issue.com. That's issue. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com. Type that in. Kennedy Lucas Publishing's is what you have to search up or the Vox Times or the Emory Times or the CEO's Corner. We're going to be writing an article today, um, later on today. Um, so that's going to be out there for sure. Brought to you guys by that, of course. This is coming from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, As we get new people, rude, uh, rude be, rude, rude boy dot royalty. Thank you for staying tuned for the live stream. Get this, guys. Some Georgians with housing vouchers say landlords won't rent to them. Of course, more than 1,000 Georgians have received housing vouchers, but can't find a landlord that will accept them. Of course, that's the news headlines there. Of course, in the past years, uh, uh, it's been applied for more than 10 apartments in Atlanta. Of course, this is a woman. This is, uh, I might butcher her her first name, Elviance Elder. She's applied to more than 10 apartments in Atlanta. She has enough money to cover rent at a good, stable apartment for herself and her two children. But none of her applicant applications have has been approved this is a sad thing that's coming out for sure for that story because it's a sad occasion guys because we all look rent's high rent has gone up right my my uh place they want to paint and they want to do all this and then they want to charge me for it that's just how leasing companies do they they want to make all these upgrades and then they want to charge you for it so i say to that you know if you're able to cover rent and you got a place be thankful for that because a lot of people can't even get approved from apartments right housing vouchers right that's hey there's no shame in that game right housing vouchers are kind of which i and i hope i'm saying this right to you housing vouchers are kind of like a little application that kind of helps you out with rent and you might get either a discount or you might 
get assistance with paying rent. And there's, like I say, there's no shame in that game, right? Because I've known people in the past where they used housing vouchers. They even use food stamps, right? There's no shame in that game if it's needed. Because right now, a lot of people, it's hard for people to afford rent. It's hard for people to uh, go back to work because a lot of these companies are not hiring unless you got a master's degree. A lot of companies out there will not hire you. And the companies that are hiring, you have to work like a slave to get a, a decent dollar to make rent. Shout out to Amazon. Sorry, Amazon. I love y'all, but I never going back to Amazon working for uh, delivery logistics ever again because we worked like a dog for the same amount of pay as everybody else. But besides the point, landlords are getting a little bit more greedy right landlords are saying hey inflation's up oh groceries up gas okay let's increase our rate too right because they can right if you're a landlord you can you can charge two million dollars for a two-bedroom if you wanted to solely if you wanted to now it's up to us to to understand and realize okay we ain't gonna go for that Right. We ain't gonna go for if you charge it out the wazoo for a two bedroom, two bath apartment, let's just say. And these and some apartments, depending on location, some apartments, apartments go for two thousand dollars a month. It could be a one bedroom, one bath, small unit, small square foot, two thousand dollars. And that's just how the housing market is right now, guys. Uh, it's crazy. It's one of those crazy things. And I hope that uh, Alvian's elder, she finds a good uh, home for her two children again. For God's sake, she has two kids. I don't know how many times I'm going to harp on that too much. I, I don't know how, my, how much I'm going to harp on that to where uh, parents with kids right now. And I think I talked to my dad about this, too, the other day. Parents with kids right now, they are struggling right now. I went to the grocery store. And I think I might have said this many, many times on the show, but I see it every time where I'm going to the grocery store, getting the groceries for us because I, I live alone, by the way. I'm just I'm a lone wolf here and I'm going and on average, I spend about 60 to 70 dollars per week for groceries, depending. I see parents with kids buying two hundred dollars worth, three hundred dollars worth of groceries, and that's weekly. And I'm looking like. That wouldn't be me. That $300 a week for some groceries? For these little babies? What? And I'm I'm banging because, you know, I, I bag and I'm like, beep, beep, beep. And I saw this on TikTok too. And, and, and not trying to get sidetracked, but I saw this because it, it, I just got reminded of this tea. Yeah, there's a TikTok out there. <laughs> a dude's out there. He's swiping for groceries. And like each time it goes up to like $30. So it was like the guy comes up there. He, he swipes his first item. It's like $3. Okay. Next items, $4. And then the next item, $20. The next item. $50, the next item, $80, the next item, $120, next item, $200. And he was just like, hold up, wait a minute now, hold up. And then <laughs> Cashier kept, he kept like passing his items along. And at the end of the video, this was a video, but at the end of the video, <laughs> his, his total came out to $500 in groceries. So I, I laugh, I joke, right? Because we, we, we on TikTok, you got to watch TikTok to get a little laughter in. But honestly, guys, for real, parents, people with kids they have it rough right now so for this georgian evliance elder she's using a housing voucher to help her because she got two kids 
right now in inflation right now. It's tough. And landlords say, nope, you can't use that. Nope, you will not be approved. She has money. She has a job. She has the money to cover her rent. She just needs the housing voucher to help her. Nope, you can't have it. Like I say, landlords are getting greedy, guys. You guys got to find that good landlord um, because landlords are getting extremely greedy to where they don't care. And it is this do is deemed to be true because a lot of people in today's society, we not we as in me, but Americans, people, human beings, some of us, we don't care about what you need. We care about what we need. If you can't afford something up oh, too bad, sucks for you. Figure it out. Right. And I get it. We all can't help everybody. Right. You know, I can't help everybody. But landlords to a woman with two kids, got money, got a job to cover rent. She just needs to use a housing voucher. And you say no to her because you feel that. Oh, OK. You use the house. Oh, OK. You can't afford it. Nope. So to the landlords out there in the universe, this is your womp womp session. One more time. Yeah, that's how it is, guys. It's it's sad. It's very very sad. So I, I I hope that you know this 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 goes out without saying. I hope this goes uh, to a, a greater or scale of things for sure because it's it's sad. It's really really sad. Moving on to the next topic of conversation, of course. We've got a, another kind of, and this is not really elephant in the room, but another news topic here today. Columbus Teachers Union votes to strike. Of course, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus Teachers voted Sunday night to go on strike, a uh, cumulative of five months and 22 negotiations that failed to produce a single contract agreement. Of course, at this meeting, the Greater Columbus Convention Center uh, with uh, the four. 1,500 member union. That's a huge, that's a huge union, by the way. Columbus Education Ed Association voted to commence a strike after it, uh, after it, uh, and its board of education could not agree on the terms of labor contract settling, settling Ohio's largest school district up an unconventional first day Wednesday. Teachers will, uh, with picket signs and students learning from situations and uh, substitutes and administrators administrations online of course they're going on strike guys not hey look teachers don't get paid enough let me say that again teachers don't get paid enough they don't they don't get paid enough and it's sad it's one of those the saddest things that teachers they have to deal with kids and i say that very broadly because I deal with, 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 with kids, kind of. I, I deal with students. So I don't really, I don't deal with little kids. I deal with students, you know, here at, at Emory University. Um, but when you're talking about little kids and in grade school, you got to deal with some weird kids. You got to deal with some bad kids. You got to deal with some goody two-shoes kids, right? Kids with attitudes. This is why I could be a teacher at, at grade school, because you got to deal with all that. No. I'm thankful I just deal with students and students that I deal with. They're practically adults and they know better. But these little kids in, in elementary school, in middle school, in junior high, uh -uh. nope, can't do it. And it's just one of those things that it does happen. Teachers don't, they're not getting paid enough. And that's a sad occasion that it happens. But teachers do not get paid enough. And I really wish they did. Honestly, I really wish teachers got paid a good wage to where they're happy about what they're doing, right? 
there's times where, and this is a dumb mistake for teachers. I've read a story. This happened. It started in 2020, guys, but it did it over the years. It happened. Teachers would use their own because at certain certain district, um, teachers need equipment. Teachers need supplies, and they want the the system doesn't supply that, so teachers have to go out and buy supplies. That is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why would you have to supply your own supplies for the year when you got a, a district to where parents and young adults with no kids, me, to pay taxes for that to go back into the school systems to buy supplies for that teacher? For all my Oxford College people, y'all, that's how taxes work. When you when you get taxed on stuff, taxes go back into the, the into the community, or supposed to be going back to the community. But you know, we all know about how that kind of happens, right? It's sad. It's sad. Of course, there's a quote here. It is with a full understanding of the sacrifices that students, parents, and teachers will make together to win the school's Columbus student deserve. The CEA members overwhelmingly rejected the board's last, best, and final offer tonight and voted to strike. Let me tell you, when teachers are on strike, they're not teaching. And if you're not teaching your kids, these kids ain't going to school. And that's a big problem. <laughs> the CEA spokesperson, Regina, uh, Fuentes said this in the statement after Saturday, uh, Sunday's vote, excuse me, in multiple efforts, and this is a quote from her, guys, in multiple efforts to negotiate through the media after walking away from the bargain from the bargaining table, the school board has tried desperately to make the strike about teacher salary, teacher professional development, and teacher leaves. Of course, Gene, this, is, this continues, guys. Let me be clear. This strike is about our students who deserve a committed deserve a commitment to modern schools with heating and air conditioning, smaller class sizes, and well-rounded curriculum that includes art, music, and P. Okay. Let me be real. I had to reset the camera. Dad. Let me be real. It is a lie when teachers say, I do my job for the kids. Let me, let me, let me restatement. Let me say that again, guys. It is a lie when teachers say, I'm happy to just do this job for the kids. Absolutely false. Right? Let me be clear. Teachers do it because it's a craft and they love doing it. But teachers like money. We all do something for something. I come on the show and I say I love doing this show and I love working. At, I do love it. I love working at Emory, but my I love compensation too. If if Emory University comes to me and say, "Hey, we we see that you're dedicated. Can you do this for free?" I said, "Nope." And it's the same instance for this. Teachers don't want to be laid off or played on when it comes to their salary, right? Teachers don't want to do that. Teachers don't want a pay cut. Teachers want to pay raise. Honestly, I think teachers need a pay raise because this is like taking care of somebody's kid and educating them. I honestly think it's teachers and professors are, well, I don't know, D depending if you're, if you're a professor at Ivy League, I'm sure you're getting paid if you're at an Ivy League, right? But there are some universities to where professor, professors are not getting enough pay and they have to go do a side hustle as well. Teachers want to get paid. We don't do things for free. 
right? And based off Regina Forte's statement, we want to we want our commitment to, to the students in modern uh, schools, heating, air conditioning, small class uh, sizes, rail-rounded curriculum, art, music, and PE. You got to pay for that, though. Charlemagne the God on the Breakfast Club, shout out to him. He once said that on his show that people are doing something for something. Pay me what I'm owed. Is what Charlemagne the guy. So in this instance, pay them teachers what they're owed. I want them to get a pay raise because they're dealing with this kind of stuff. It doesn't make sense where you have administrators and CEOs and stockholders to say, are you just dedicated to this? Oh, can you do it for free? Pay people what they owe. That gets on my nerves every time, guys. Like, I don't understand it because, and this is not the only school in Ohio. Schools all around the world, they're going through the same kind of thing where they're going on strike because they might get a pay cut. And I get the pay cut because, you know, we're still trying to fight from COVID. So everything got cut. People don't care. People got bills to pay. If you are a teacher and and you can't you're getting a pay cut and you're not getting a pay raise they go to their rent payer their their landlord or let's say they got to pay the car note they can't go to their their leasing car note people and say hey uh i got laid off i'm a teacher i got laid off from school can i get a like no people don't care these teachers don't care i mean the teachers do care about the students but they don't care to the extent to where they have to take a pay cut you got to be a fool to say Oh, I'm going to just do this for free because I love doing it. We all do things we love for free, right? I've done things and hobbies and things I've done for free because I love the craft. But then there's some things, hey, I need to get paid for this. Run the check. I need my I need my money from this. And that's what teachers are saying. So to the school board, the CA, this elephant in the room goes out to you. Let me get it in one more time. It's sad, y'all. It's one of those things. It's, it's very, very sad. So I hope, uh, I hope that they they figure this out. Um, it's going to be a sad day. This is Wednesday when classes start, and ninety percent of teachers are not teaching because they're on strike. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious to see kids come there and there's no teachers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go. So that's going to wrap it up here. Season four premiere of the KLP Aftermath season four live from the Huey Lee recording studio. Of course, we're going to cluck out of here. We got to do Swanky 93.3 The Heat. That's up next. Of course, that's going to be premiering tonight. So we're going to go ahead and roll that out there. But hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. We'll be back tomorrow for another new episode of Swanky 93. Uh, uh, well, the radio stations, of course, but KLP Aftermath Season 4 as we get ready for the next set. Of course, thank you to all the people that stayed tuned live for sure for the show today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And again, we'll be back tomorrow. Again, as always, I like to say, stay safe, drink water every 15 minutes, wear a mask when you can. Try not to touch things, guys. Right. In my office, I've got I, I actually just got from Shell Purcell. Shout out to her. I just got some disinfecting uh, wipes. So try not to touch anything. Right. Just try not to touch us because we're back in session. Right. We're, we're, we're on campus and we're, the students are back and, you know, they're touching they're waving, they're touching. people. Just try not to touch as much because diseases and, you know, you, you don't want you don't know where people are coming from. Right. So just be safe. As always, I like to say, stay safe and stay swanky. It's the KLP Aftermath. You're, you're locked into the man. Check, check this out. Here we go. It's time. 
You're live and in the mix with ATL Zone. With KLP, Kenny Lucas. Yo, what's going on? This is Jersey Drake. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hey, what's up? This is Ludacris. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. You're, you're rocking with the best. It's the number one station, Blaze in the Airways. Right here, so keep it locked. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you listen to my station. Powered by the Core 94. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.